Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. If he is your savior, somebody shout Jesus in this place. Come on, declare victory. Give him a big shout of praising glory. Come on. Hallelujah. We worship your name, God. So good to be here in the house of the Lord. We want to welcome everybody here this morning. And those that are watching online, we thank you for tuning in and being here this morning. No other place would we rather be right here in the house of the Lord. Better than any game that you can watch on TV and every any fighting match that you can go ahead and replay. But right here in the house of the Lord. And I want to thank the my pastor, Pastor Ruben, for allowing me to minister the word of God and just to be here worshiping with you today. And those again that are watching, thank you for tuning in. I send the plug out to a couple of old friends, and hopefully you're watching. But uh, you may be seated. High-five somebody before you sit down. Turn to your other one that you didn't pick the first time. And tell them it's good to see them here today. Let's get right into the word. How many came to hear a word from God today? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. My text, and I want to read, if you go ahead and dive right in there, and I'll give my title right after this, the book of Acts, chapter 12. I read this text to our young adults a couple of weeks ago, and as I was ministering to it and speaking through it, God just gave me some more revelation on it because it, as you begin to read this scripture, and I begin to speak to the young adults, the reason why a lot of the young adults are in attendance during those services is because we have a praying church, praying moms and praying dads. Where are all the praying moms and dads? Oh, you're letting me down. I said, where are all the praying moms and dads? And as I begin to preach this and teach this to them, it just really just brought some clarity to our lives. And just a side note, if you're a young adult, 19 to 30-something-ish, every Friday night, 8 o'clock, we come and we have a good time, a service. We have a service. That's what we have. We get a hold of God. We sing songs, pray, cry at the altar, laugh. We do it all. So... You want to come out? I don't card you, so if you want to sneak in. Book of Acts, you ready? It was about that time that King Herod arrested some of the, some who belonged to the living word La Mirada Church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. When he saw that 
this meant with approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter. This happening during the festival of the unleaved bread. I don't know if they had bread all day long. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads and four soldiers each. It's a total of 16 soldiers. Peter must have been anointed. Peter must have been a threatening man for having 16 soldiers watch over him. Herod attended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison. But the church of the living word, La Mirada, was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two big soldiers. Bound with two chains, and the centurion stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone on the cell. Think about this for a moment. This is the last minute about, of the death. And he woke up. The angel struck Peter on the side. When you look at the word struck, and when you look at the definition of struck, it was intense. It was a, not a tap, but it was a, it was, he struck Peter. Has any husbands in here where your, your wife struck you on the side and said, I, I hear a noise downstairs. I hear a sound to wake you up because all you do is snore all night long. Any of you been there before? The angel struck Peter on the side. And woke him up. Quick, get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrist. The angel said to him, put on your clothes and your sandals. Peter was sleeping in his birthday suit. And Peter did so, wrapped his cloak around him and followed him. And the angel told him, Peter, follow him out of prison. And, uh, and he had no idea what the angel was going to do and really happening. And he thought what was seen was a vision in verse 10. They passed the first street, second guards, the first second guards. And he came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened by itself. And they went through it. When they had walked a length of one street, suddenly the angel disappeared and left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent an angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything that the Jewish people were hoping to do. I'm here today to tell you, I don't know if you have some enemies or a devil trying to follow you, but our God is on our side. He will open up a door where it's been closed. He will open up a gate where you try not even to force it through. He will open it. And verse 12 says, when the, he had done and he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John and also Mark, where many people had gathered there in a prayer meeting, Peter knocked at the outer entrance in a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door and when she recognized Peter's voice Peter was not silent when he knocked on the door Peter was excited that he was free Peter was excited that he got free from prison so when it says that uh, that she recognized his voice uh, Peter wasn't just tapping on the door he was knocking on the door uh, and he was probably saying it's me it's Peter here I am 
them. But what's interesting about this, she was so overjoyed that she ran back without opening the door. Rhoda better never be at the door when I'm knocking on the door. Peter is at the door, she said. All the crazy ladies, you're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said it must be an angel. What could they be praying for? What could they be praying? They're praying that Peter would get set free. They're praying that Peter will be delivered. I don't know. But here they had doubt that Peter was at the door. Verse 16, this is where I'll stop. But Peter kept on knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Lord, speak to our hearts. Touch us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we all say, Amen and amen. Thank you, handsome man. I'd like to speak to you on this subject. Keep on knocking. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, keep on knocking. I love the fact of this scripture. If you begin to read through the word of God, there's always a good story to tell. And I, I love the word of God. I, I'm just to, I mean, when my salvation is, is reading stories throughout the Bible, that's what gets my attention. Because if I just read scriptures and I have no meaning behind it, and I know there's always a meaning behind it, but I'm a person that needs to see visual, uh, visual things, and that's the way I preach. Uh, because I know there are some people in this room that are like me. They, they want to see a visual behind it. And this scripture here, this text that we're reading and we're beginning to break down, is a good visual of understanding what you and I go through in life. Uh, if there's one thing that I've learned over the years uh, if there's one thing that it taught me getting uh, up here to the pulpit here because every time I minister the word of God I know you look at me and I say this time and time again uh, I laugh I joke uh, I do crazy things uh, but I'm a nervous wreck uh, every time I preach the word of God uh, I know it don't look like it when I'm up here I know it doesn't uh, but inside I am nervous I am nervous uh, all the way through but this scripture has always been a place in my life of understanding uh, what it is uh, to have a good church, a good family who prays and seeks the word of God. Uh, and I'm here today to tell you uh, that we're at a church today uh, who never gave up. Uh, a church today uh, that has gone through some things in their lives. Uh, a pastor who has gone through things in his life. Uh, a pastor who has endured uh, and kept on knocking. Uh, so I'm here today to tell you uh, that you're not in this place by accident. You're not in this place by coincidence, uh, but you're here today uh, because the power of God uh, has an anointed a church and a pastor uh, that prays, uh, prays uh, day and night. Uh, and the only reason that I'm up here today uh, is because I have a praying mom and a praying dad and a praying wife. Uh, and I'm here today to tell you uh, in this scripture we can learn so much uh, because a lot of us uh, may not be physically in a prison, uh, but we're prisoned uh, by doubt and fear and addiction. Uh, we're prisoned by things of our lives. Uh, but today is the day uh, that the chains will be broken. Uh, today is the day that the gate will be open. Uh, today is the day uh, that we begin to knock uh, and God will bring a fresh anointing over your life.
Think about what kind of faith it took for Peter. Think about this because when you begin to think about uh, many of us have been uh, imprisonment. Uh, a lot of us in this room today, uh, we have been asking God for an answer. Uh, is there anybody in this room uh, you have been praying and saying, God, uh, I need an answer. Uh, God, I just need to hear from you. Uh, God, I just need some clarification from you uh, that you're for reals, uh, that you're around, uh, that you're actually hearing me. Think about the faith that Peter took. Think about what Peter has said in this passage as he's asleep and he's there gathering, thinking about what's going to happen to him the next morning. Think about all that is taking place within his life as he's there asleep. This tells me that Peter was at peace because he was able to sleep by two big soldiers. We never sleep in our distress. We're people who worry all night long. We cannot sleep. And we begin to look where Peter at one point of his life, you look at scriptures when Jesus, when he was traveling with Jesus, and Jesus was asleep. You remember Jesus one time was sleeping on the boat and the boat was going back and forth and they woke up Jesus. How could you be sleeping as this storm is going on? See, Jesus taught something to Peter. Peter was going through a battle and he slept in prison by 16 guards that were there. Think about the transformation that took place over the years and the spirit that empowered Peter to be able to sleep between guards. Uh, you're talking about guards. Uh, I'm sure that King Herod did not just put the little peeny weeny guards. Uh, he put the big ones in there. Uh, the ones that look like Cooper uh, and Mondo. Uh, he didn't put the little ones like me. Uh, he put the big ones in there. The, the husky ones. The buff ones. Uh, maybe I was in there then. Uh, uh, do you think about it for a moment? Uh, I mean, uh, there's 16 guards there. What kind of power did Peter have to be threatened to put these many soldiers in prison with him? Faith is the ability sometimes uh, just to lay down and sleep uh, and let faith uh, answer all of our questions. Uh, because if we don't have no faith and you're worried, uh, you're uh, up all night. Uh, you're worried all night. Uh, you're stressed out. Uh, you're even to the point where you are so stressed out uh, when you don't eat. Uh, something's got to be wrong when you don't eat. Uh, but here is Peter. Uh, Peter had the ability to have enough faith uh, that his God was going to answer everything in his life. And I'm picturing Peter sleeping and I'm picturing uh, realizing through all of this, uh, all of this time, uh, Peter was, uh, I mean, I mean, through his life, he was crazy. He asked a lot of questions. He rebelled against God. Jesus taught something to Peter and the disciples that when I'm gone one day, when I'm gone is because I'm sitting on the right throne of my heavenly father. 
And this is exactly that Peter understood that, that, that no matter what he was going through, no matter what he was facing, uh, Peter was sleeping uh, at a place of knowing uh, that God was on his side. Uh, it didn't matter what kind of plans that King Herod had. Uh, it mattered that God had a purpose for his life. Uh, and I'm here today to tell you, uh, some of us in this room, some of us uh, are watching online, some of us have woke up this morning uh, in prison to something in our lives where we have lost peace in God and we have lost peace in trusting our Heavenly Father. What I love of the fact is that this church is a praying church. Uh, this church is founded on prayer. Uh, this church, when you walk in this building, uh, you can feel the power of God. The Holy Spirit is in this place. Uh, the power of God is in this place. Uh, this is a Holy Ghost Pentecostal uh, firing church. Uh, I don't know why you're not clapping. Uh, you're not convincing me that this is a Holy Ghost church. Uh, we need to be determined and know uh, that the God that we serve is a powerful God uh, and this is the type of church that we come into uh, no matter what the devil said about us uh, no matter what people said about us uh, we walk in this room determined uh, that knowing uh, that our God is in this place uh, and we won't walk out of this place the same man and the same woman uh, that we were when we walked in this place Oh, I knew when I walked through those doors years ago that this was the place that God planted me. This was the place that my wife and I belonged to. Uh, and Peter understood uh, that as he was slain there uh, in prison, uh, he knew uh, that all the Kermadas uh, and all of the ladies uh, of the Living Word Church uh, were having a prayer meeting, uh, trusting in God that God uh, would be with him, uh, that God would set him free. Uh, and this is exactly uh, as you begin to look at this passage uh, it's a passage of knowing uh, that Peter had peace to be able to sleep in the worst night of his life and I'm thinking about this passage about peace and persistence uh, remember uh, as you begin to look at this scripture uh, they prayed earnestly I can recall of many times preaching the word of God and uh, pastoring over our church and uh, going through things in our lives, uh, uh, going through sicknesses, my daughter going through sicknesses, and I had to go up there in faith that God was going to be with me. A lot of us, we say we pray, but all in honesty, we're telling God uh, what to do. Uh, we have a laundry list. We have a grocery list for God. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, the church is a praying church for Peter uh, where he understood. Uh, he understood exactly what was about to happen. Uh, think about this. Think about the, what took place right before Peter. James was executed. 
says in the scripture that they cut off his head. His head was rolling. It was done. It was over. Makes me think was uh, that was the praying church uh, that was praying for Peter. Uh, were they praying for James at the certain time? Or did they realize uh, that King Herod meant some business? Uh, that the devil was out to get them? Uh, and now all of a sudden uh, the atmosphere changed in them. Uh, isn't that what happens in our lives? Uh, we don't believe that the devil's after us. Uh, we don't believe that something is real. Uh, but when it happens, uh, now all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, now we want to pray and fast. Uh, all of a sudden, now we want to go to church. Uh, but I believe with all of my heart uh, that sometimes those kicks on our side, uh, that little trial that we go through, uh, that little fender bender that we go through, uh, we blame the devil for it. Uh, we blame the enemy for it. Uh, what if it's God? that's trying to get our attention uh, what if it's God uh, that kicked us on the side and said uh, if you don't wake up uh, it could have been a lot worse in your life uh, and this is what happened in prison the angel struck Peter I mean geez. ain't nobody want to get interrupted in their sleep it's like bam it's like what in the world just kick me. A lot of us, I would say, honestly, all of us have gone through a time of our lives where we didn't get the prayer answered that we wanted to hear. Have you ever had a pr pray and ask God and believe God and trust God when he didn't even answer the last prayer the last time? I think about this text. I think about this. Uh, in the absence of, uh, of answers, uh, what grows in our lives, uh, in the absence uh, of God hearing us, in the absence uh, of uh, not hearing from God, in the absence uh, of the answer that we want to hear, uh, what grows in our life, doubt, unbelief, fear, anger, uh, all of those things. Uh, and I'm here today to ask you as a church, uh, in the absence of the unanswered, answered in your life? Uh, what has grown on your life? Uh, have you gone bitter towards God? Uh, have you gone bitter towards your family? Uh, have you gone uh, 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 pushed away where you push God away? Uh, Herod was cutting off heads uh, and the church prevailed. Uh, think about this for a moment. Uh, think about uh, what is taking place. But all of a sudden they gather together and they pray. Trust me, I get it. I get the unanswered prayers. I understand the miscarriages. I, I understand the end of a relationship. I understand the addictions uh, that uh, you keep going back to. I understand all of these indifferences. Uh, but I am here today to tell you if you lock yourself in uh, to the church, if you lock yourself in, uh, you don't fight these battles alone. Uh, you don't fight these things all alone. Uh, I'm here today to tell you, and I sound like a broken CD. I sound like a 
broken MP3. I sound like it. But when you can't fight your battles, yes, God is on your side. But you need some warriors. You need some brothers. You need some sisters right beside you to hold you up when you're down. To begin to lift you up when you can't lift yourself up. That's what church does to you. You need church. Years ago, someone told us to take a break off church. I knew that was the devil. How do you take a break off church? What can the devil do with a church that keeps on knocking? What could the devil do to a church that keeps on knocking no matter what is taking place in the world today? Today we need a praying church. What's happening in this world? What's out there? What's out there in the the world? We need a praying church so badly. Think about all of this. A couple of commands that we learn through these scriptures. First one is, he's, the angel says, quick, get up. If I was Peter and the angel told me because this is how we think, we would tell the angel, how? How can I get up? There are two guards right beside me. How? But notice, uh, Peter didn't ask a question. Peter didn't say anything. Uh, All of a sudden, uh, Peter got up, and what does it say? Uh, That the chains fell off. Uh, There's no other way around it. Uh, The moment that he stood up, uh, God just gave him uh, something. uh, And all of a sudden, uh, as he obeyed God, uh, as he obeyed, obeyed it uh, the chains fell off and what I have learned when you obey God you better watch out Peter could have said how am I supposed to get up these guards are bigger than I how can I go ahead and do this second thing that we learn is that he says put on your clothes and your sandals If we were Peter, we would say, why? What's going on? Where are we going? Why do I have to get dressed? I got to get dressed to be executed. I got to get dressed now. I got to get my hair did so I could get executed. No, it says that Peter learned a lot. And all of a sudden, uh, he got up and he uh, put on his cloak uh, and his sandals on. uh, And he got up. Uh, He understood as he was following Jesus, uh, when he asked all the wrong questions, Jesus rebuked him. This was no time of him asking questions. If he wanted to get out of prison, there was no time for questions. 
Then we begin to see that he says in verse 8, he says, wrap your cloak around you and follow me. If we were Peter, we were said, where are we going? Where are we headed to? Because I'm starving. I'm hungry. I want some chili cheese fries. Is that where we're going first? Peter got up and followed the angel. They got up and they walked. Isn't that what the Bible tells us? You know that we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil because he is with me. I'm here today to tell you that God is with us. And that is my confidence. I trust that God is with me. The angel took him. And think about this. I could preach on this all day long, but I won't because I got a lot to say. Is that think about this. They got up. The guards didn't get up. There was guards at the gate, and all of a sudden, it's like if they were walking in to a mall, and the gates just went through. How in the world does that happen? It's like. They walked right through it. Didn't ask, didn't question, walked through it. Some of us are challenging God. Some of us are challenging God when a new door is open. We are challenging God on an open prayer, on an open door. I'm here today to tell you I have learned over the years if God had just opened the door where a door was closed, I don't question God. If God wants me to walk through it, I'm going to walk through it. If God gave me a new opportunity, I ain't going to ask why. I'm I'm just going to go through it. Uh, if God bless me with some money, uh, if God bless me with something, uh, I ain't going to question God. Uh, I'll take all the blessing. Uh, I'll take it all. And if you don't want your blessing, I'll take it. Someone, I said that one time and someone goes, for real, you would take my blessing? If you don't want it, I'll take it. If you ever ate by me, you don't eat your food, I'll eat your food. Billy, I know that was you. Some of the things that you need uh, to understand that we just got to sleep through things. And I'm not telling you to sleep all day long. What I'm telling you is uh, some of us have lost some sleep uh, over the circumstances that are taking place in our lives. Uh, we have lost sleep uh, of that child that you've been praying for. Uh, some of us have lost sleep uh, over that spouse that you've been praying for. Uh, some of you have lost sleep uh, because you're broken. You don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I have learned this, uh, that if I could sleep peacefully uh, in the hands of God, uh, he will take care of everything else, God. I'm not going to stress myself over it. I'm not going to worry myself to it. I already lost enough hair. I can't lose any more hair. I'm going to trust God with all of my heart, all of my soul. I'm going to praise him to the very fullest of my life. And when you think about this, there's a new door. Where's my handsome guy? 
Think about Peter. Think about this for a very moment. Peter gets rescued in prison. I mean, I don't know. You're sleeping by two guards. The only way that I can explain it, you're sleeping by your worst enemy. You're sleeping by all of the problems in your life. But he gets up. The gate opens. He knows it's an angel of the Lord. And now he turns around. The angel's gone. So he knows it's the angel, Frank. So now all of a sudden he goes, there's only one more place I got to go to. I got to go to the place where they've been praying for me all this time. But you're clapping too soon. Because as he's walking and he's chilling, I could just imagine him like, that's right. Oh, yes, I made it. He's knocking on the door. anybody home? Rhoda? Weird. Oh, hopefully I can't say that. Maybe your name's Rhoda. Rhoda? Is that you, Peter? And he's like, it's me! Let me in! Because you don't know if the guards were chasing him after. Dingy Rhoda. Peter's like, you, not, did, you just did not just run away from the door and not open it? <laughs> Tells me that he kept, he kept knocking. It's like, Rhoda, where in the world did you go? Open this door. <laughs> it's Peter, it's Peter, it's Peter. You're crazy, Rhoda. We knew you were always crazy. You know, women could be sometimes. It's Peter. No, it's not. It must be an angel. They were praying so hard, so determined. They were saying the wrong prayer that day. They were probably praying, God, give Peter peace that he won't feel any pain. When they cut off his head, don't, I pray that he doesn't have any pain when they cut him off. I pray that you would just give him peace, uh, that we meet him one day. That's probably what they were praying because they were surprised at the door that Peter was at the door. They were shocked uh, that Peter was at the door. Uh, I'm here today to tell you, uh, maybe we're telling God the wrong prayers. Uh, God resurrect my spouse. Uh, God save my child. Uh, it's not too late for my kids. Uh, it's not too late for you to heal me, God. Uh, I know that you can heal me. And then they believed her. 
And they went and opened the door. And it says they were overjoyed that it was Peter. Some of you are going to be so shocked by the power of God when he does that miracle in your life. The only way that you're going to see the miracle, the only way that you're going to see a breakthrough take place in your life, the only way that you're going to see that is that you have to understand what the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. It says exceedingly more abundantly all that we ask for or think that God can do. And I'm here today to tell you exceedingly more than we could ever imagine or ask for. Our God is just waiting for us to step out in our faith and say, here I am, God. That's what I envisioned when I was praying this morning. That we keep on knocking. Keep on knocking. Keep on knocking. Keep on knocking where people have disbelieved that we're not a miracle. Keep on knocking even what the doctors tell us. Uh, keep on knocking what, we're, what our checking account says. Uh, keep on knocking whatever our, our marriage looks like. Uh, keep on knocking whatever our family looks like. Uh, keep on knocking no matter what the devil tells us. Uh, keep on knocking no matter what the devil continues to haunt us. Uh, we need to come to a place uh, where we worship God. Uh, we need to stop standing around and just looking that Raul dance and sing but we need to say if Raul can get up and dance let me get up and dance and praise if he can shout and praise let me get up and shout up and praise could you imagine if we had that attitude of coming up and going you think you're the only one that can dance? I tried it. I told you one time. I tried to skip and jump like him, and I fell. So I just... Don't hide now, brother. Stand to your feet. It's time for us to keep knocking. Some of us, we have imprisoned ourselves. I want everyone to just to hold up their fist in the air. This is not a Vita moment or whatever, Viva La Rasa, whatever thing. Because I know a lot of you are like, oh God, this is a cult now. Uh, see what happens when Pastor Ruben's gone? Oh, it's all of a sudden now. No. I want you to get your knocking fist ready. Some of us need a work that wrist, work that, that just work it. We're knocking, see? 
She's got both fists up. I want her knocking on the door. These ones are with two fists. They ain't worried about one fist. They're like, oh, you better open that door now, God. I'm knocking. I'm kicking down the door. See, we already got tired. You're all here. Oh, oh God. So some of you already got all weak. You're like, oh, God, man. Come on. Just keep. Just go. We got to practice this. We got to practice on knocking on the door, uh, knocking on the door and saying, God, uh, here I am, God. Uh, I'm knocking on your door. Uh, I'm knocking on it, God. Uh, oh, God, uh, I'm working. Uh, I'm looking for a miracle. Uh, oh, God, I want a miracle in my life. Uh, come on, let's give him a big shout of praise and glory in this place. Uh, come on, give him a big shout. Come on, uh, come on, give him praise. Give